mother trucker, that hurt like a butt cheek <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of And They Were Bananas. It's a new podcast where me and my best friend Rachel talk about pretty much everything under the sun. We like to talk about our mental illness, diagnoses, and how we cope with things. We are a little bit bananas, but that's okay. It's okay to be yourself and it's okay to talk about your feelings, even if they're a little bit bananas. This episode is about Rachel and her life and her mental illness, how she copes with it, and pretty much anything else in between. It was really hard to get her to sit down and focus on one thing, but she does have severe ADHD. Getting her to sit down in one place in general was difficult, but I gave her some paints and she painted and was able to focus and we mostly stayed on topic. So without further ado, here is Rachel's episode. Hey guys, I am Rachel. I am the best friend that Kat has uh, been talking about, and I am really excited to word vomit to y'all all of the things in my head. At the moment, I work in the bar scene. I'm an assistant manager for banquets and events, and I help run a very large bar that has nine bars and uh, seven rooms. It's an experience. Um, <laughs> And one of the reasons I actually love my job is that it's ever, like, forever changing. And one day is never the same. And the people you are able to meet and interact with are very interesting. And I love weird, interesting shit. So it is the perfect job for me. You are pretty fucking weird. I am. <laughs> and I embrace that now. Um, first of all, who says we aren't allowed as adults to go play with sidewalk chalk or to go blow bubbles at a park. Like if I, I mean, want to do it, it depends. <laughs> it depends on who you ask and what you, I feel like I mean, what you look like. Like if you've got a creepy mustache and you're blowing bubbles at the park, that's probably a problem, but we're fine. <laughs> like, my daughter came home this morning and she said, which, and I have a nine year old, so that's a, a, you know, um, but she said, mom, there is a lady at the park taking pictures. And that's all she said. And I was like, um, is she by herself? Does she have kids? Uh, she's just taking pictures of the park. <laughs> what? And I said, that seems very sketchy and weird. You should not, if anyone is taking pictures at a park by themselves, you need to come straight home. And she was like, well, I mean, she said it was for real estate. Stop. And I was like, so you talked to her? <laughs> she, were you in the pictures? Like, I don't know. But, and, I, and she goes, what does real estate even mean? And I said, okay. So I explained, more than likely, she's selling one of the houses that faces the park. So she's taking pictures of the park to show. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but oh, I, was, she, I just need to know if she was in these pictures. I don't know. I, <laughs> honestly, I had too much on my like plate to try to dive into that. <laughs> like, you're here, you're alive, you have yeah. four legs, or two legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have four legs, you're fine. You have four legs, you're fine. I mean, she took Juju with her. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's good. Juju will protect her. <laughs> she kept trying to convince people at the park that Juju's a nice dog. And they were like, mm-mm. They were like, no, no that's what she's Um, I'm good. <laughs> but Juju lets her walk her, and she does a really good job. Uh, that great segue into my animals. Um, I have two animals, Jujube, named after the drag queen Jujube. 
She is eight years old. Well, Shizu uh, rat terrier mix, and uh, she a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is such a dick. She is. Oh my gosh, she is so mean. Like, but I think that Michael is one who kind of put it the best way. Where you know how well we're like our our pets are like us. We're like our pets, right? And I mean, yes, she's a dick. She is, but it's like you want her attention and affection <laughs> and you you really try to gain it and you feel real proud once you have it you're like juju fucking loves me i don't know why she hates you like <laughs> are sorry you a, are you a dick because yeah. <laughs> like i don't know um and i know that i'm like that i only give praise when i absolutely when i feel praises due and a lot of times i've realized that people vie for my attention because of that alone <laughs> So that's how we're alike. And then you have River. Oh, River. And River's song is sleepy right now and adorable, but part Black Lab and part Pity and all annoying. She is in your face all the time, doesn't want to leave your side, but like you want to cuddle her. She's adorable and she's cute, but then she just won't get on your face. She'll just breathe in it. <laughs> it's all heavy. And then like, it's you're freaking like, hot. You're like, just lay, just lay down next to me. And she just like keeps pawing you. And she's just like, no, love me more. And you're like, I could crawl on your skin and, and you would still not be happy. Uh, that That's is true. also a little bit like me. It's true. Um, I mean, like, I feel like River just like sees how close she can get to your face if you get onto her, she just stops and stares at you. And, like, you're trying to not pay attention to her, but also, like, you feel her staring at you. Yes. Or, like, <sighs> when you tell her to leave, and she leaves the room, but less than three seconds. Three. I'm not even kidding. She's three like seconds. She turns back around. She's like, hello? You're like, no. I said, go lay down. And she leaves. Three seconds later, hello? Like, oh, my God. You're like, this is why mom doesn't fucking love you. That's why your mom doesn't fucking love you. <laughs> Anyway, um, so uh, you got two pretty interesting animals. Um, so that leads into another thing I wanted to say is that you will probably also hear them in the background, just like you hear mine. Um, the worst is the tippy-tappy of the toenails, which we put them up now because we tried to record this before, and you just heard tippy-tappies, like, the whole time. So. And anytime we tried to tell her to lay down, she just stared at us and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. So, I also have a nine-year-old. I am a divorced, I don't know, woman? I, <laughs> I'm i a divorced woman. I just thought you were about to say widow. I was, like, I was, I was gonna go, I was gonna say, like, I think a divorced polyamorous something, bisexual. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm bisexual. I identify as a bisexual American. <laughs> God-fearing. God-fearing. <laughs> um, well, um, anyway. And my daughter is amazing and just as weird as I am. Like, the shit that comes out of this girl's mouth, you can't begin to understand. Um, and she can read an adult like a book. She's very intuitive and I have been very open about my mental illnesses and my feelings and the fact that I have big feelings and a, a lot 
a lot of times I have to apologize to her because, and that'll segue into my laundry list of issues, but one of them is BPD. And with BPD, it's like a, a lot of what you heard, you know, Kat talk about, but it's like a ticking time bomb almost. And then when your feelings get so big that they explode, for me, I, I can't keep it in, but just for a couple of seconds. Most people can't control it that well. I have been controlling it my whole life. So I can do it much better than most because I've had help and practice with therapists. But sometimes everything's happening at once and I also have ADHD and I didn't know that and I wasn't diagnosed until my mid-30s. So I just thought that I was annoyed at things all the time, that I had anxiety and that I was lazy and that I just didn't understand why I was the way I was um, when everyone else seemed to just do things so easily. And, you know, they would say that they would want to be more like me and think more like me because I had such an open mindset. But really, it's from spending years, like, studying and watching people because I just felt like I didn't fit in. Aww. <laughs> it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's broken. <laughs> and I think that once I realized, and once I got the diagnosis for ADHD and realized that I wasn't all of those things, actually, I started thinking, who am I? And then you circle back to BPD and and codependency. And when I was, I, I can't even remember how young I was. I was such a people pleaser that I would lie to people please. Mm. And I would lie about stupid shit. Like, I could have a piece of candy in my hand, and my mom could be like, did you take the candy? <laughs> and it's in my hand. You can see it. And I'd be like, no. No. No, I didn't. And she'd be like, Rachel, it's in your hand. That's not the same candy. <laughs> like, that's a different candy. That wasn't the one like, you was talking about. And uh, my mom would always tell me, you know, it, it's going to be worse if you lie. Like, I... I would much rather you have, just tell me the truth and we can work on it than you lie. And my codependency and my BPD could not fathom that. It could not fathom that someone would love me and care for me and keep me around because I had this fear of them leaving. And I had to lie, like I had to. But it just, once I hit about 16, 17 years old, it all just boiled over. And the lies were catching up to me and so many were just like stacked on top of each other that I was forgetting what was lies and what was truth. Mm. And then realizing that I was creating a different person for every single person I knew. One that I thought fit them best. Mm. So I never knew who I was. I'd never had a hobby that was just something I liked doing. I did it because someone else liked it. Because that's another part of, like, BPD is, like, mirroring people, right? And ADHD. Both. Hmm. Um, do I do that? Yeah. Oh, Why do you think? An avocado. An avocado. Thanks. Thanks. Like, we do it with language. We yeah. do it with sayings. Uh, with mannerisms. And. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I used to hate it that I did it, I, I would feel unauthentic because of it. But I realized that I'm just 
doing kind of what I want to do for myself. I'm mm-hmm. taking what I find the best parts of other people and taking them for myself. Like the funniest parts, the best parts, the, the weird things and, and like trying it out and then figuring out if I like it. And then sometimes you are able to connect with people like that. And sometimes you're fucking weird. You are pretty weird. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I don't mind. Because once that happened and I started just telling the truth. And then once I became an older adult and I started finding what I liked. Thought to myself like I. Maybe I do want to go back to my first grade days where I said I wanted to be a vampire and make swords for a living. You did say you wanted to do, like, you. we looked into it, too. Like, how to go to school to, like, make, like, welding or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, blacksmithing. But yeah. in Pensacola, really, you would need to weld first. And then uh, a blacksmith wouldn't take you unless you knew what you were doing, essentially. Could you imagine just being, like... Like, someone just asking you what you do for a living, you're like, oh, I'm a blacksmith. Like, that feels so medieval. Right? <laughs> like, I uh, make swords, and... I make stabby I things. do it all night, so <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> like, my... It wasn't my first grade. It was my kindergarten. My kindergarten teacher told me... Uh, she gave me a minus on my paper that said, uh, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I drew a vampire holding a sword because I wanted to be a vampire who made swords. And she said that I couldn't be. And that that's why it was uh, that I was supposed to do something real. Mm. And uh, damn, I, she was like, fuck your dreams. Yeah, I was <laughs> real upset. Like, I was so upset. And I think it's because I couldn't wrap my head around why I couldn't do this. Like, why can I not be this? And she said, I said, well, I can at least make swords. Maybe vampires aren't real. And she said, girls don't make swords. What? And. I went home and I told my mom and the next day my mom dropped me off at school and instead of going through the car rider line, she went and parked, came inside and you know, my mom gets real serious when she has this calm voice and she says, yes, I just need to have a moment of your time. Dude, your mom, I, I love her, but she scares me. Oh, like terrifying. she's got like that. Like that calm, yes. like I'm a fuck you up energy. Yes, and I'm, but it's oh yeah. And, because the thing is, is she's serious and she's like, she's seen things, she's done things. She could like cut you with like a look. Yes, <laughs> and she, I just I remember hearing her and her being so calm and just going, I need to have a quick discussion with you. Oh no, you sound and, just like her. That's that's where I got my call center voice from, and she. uh I remember the teacher like looking at her and like being kind of scared and she said, well, and she pulled the paper out and she handed it to her. And she said, I think there's been a mistake. <laughs> and the teacher's like, well, no, <laughs> I think you done fucked up. <laughs> and she said, no, she said, you asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up and for them to do this. And yes, you said it needed to be practical. Why can she not be a vampire? Who makes swords? <laughs> and she was like, "Well, women don't make swords." She said, Ooh. "Since when do women?" Now, my, my mom is a big feminist. Good old, like she, yeah, good like old mama. Seventies. She's like, ex- she, and she was like, "Excuse me, why can you know women not make swords?" Well, it's just not traditional. Well, I didn't ask my daughter to be traditional, did I? Like, Ooh, bite him. Like, 
And <laughs> I think that, that that part, when I started looking for parts of me again, and I remembered that, I thought, you know, I, I kind of <clears throat> do want those things. And that's what brought me to the bar scene. I'm, I'm now a vampire. It's five in the morning right now. I'm awake. We're sitting here doing this. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I fell in love with knives. <laughs> I started working at a bar and I was like, mm, I like knives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it started because I was going out alone too much. And men treat you differently when you're skinnier. Yeah, and I did, you lost all that weight. Like I did. 200 and something pounds. And uh, now, like as before, people like, like they would treat you like... How, how? Like their sister. Like I was treated like a sister or even like a grandma. Like just like... A grandma? Yeah, like kindness. Like naked people, grandma! But, <laughs> naked grandma! <laughs> but like I was treated with kindness and like caring. Like people treated me like, aww. And I didn't see it that way back then. I didn't see it like them treating me like, oh, poor fat girl. She cute, but she fat. Oh, that poor little fat girl. Yeah. Don't roll her down. Her legs hill. must be real working hard, real hard, holding up all that body. Like, Jesus. But as I got smaller and smaller, I little things would piss me off, honestly. Like, the fact that more people held doors for me. Oh. The fact that more people looked me in the eye. The fact that men would hold a full conversation with me. And then I realized it was because they were hitting on me. And I did not realize that for the first year. <laughs> really. I, or I didn't realize why women were so angry when I was talking to their significant other. Mm. I was talking to them in the same way I always did. So why are they doing this now? Oh, because now they perceive me as a threat. When I'm like, no, I'm still just fucking weird. Dude, women are fucking vicious. Oh, yeah. Vicious. Like, like you walk into, or the first time you're meeting like a new lady, like it's immediately like sizing you up kind of deal. Like, all right, like who's the dominant one here? What's going on? Like, I just feel like every time I talk to a a woman, like I feel like I have to like disarm them immediately, especially if they're with their significant other. Yeah. Like I have to just be like, oh, hey girl. And like pay more attention to them. Um, like compliment them, talk to them. Don't, don't look at him. Don't, don't talk to him. Yeah. Like I just, and it shouldn't be like that. Like I shouldn't have to feel like I have to disarm people. Exactly. I don't know. (laughs) No, I agree. And you know, I have always, because my brain works so differently, I've always loved psychology and looking into studies on the brain and how it works and why it works certain ways. Uh, plus I've always been fucked up and I didn't know why. So um, How fucked up is fucked up? <laughs> it's real fucked up. It's real fucked up. <laughs> right, we'll talk about disassociation soon. Um, and and that in itself is just the most fucked up. Okay, so tell us more about the dissociation because I obviously wasn't able to touch on it. Because I talked about shadow people and stuff, but that's kind of as far as I went into it because I never really had a real, like wake up and the world's different kind of thing. I was going through a very hard time a few years ago, right before I met you. And it was the hardest time of my life because I had someone depending on me, a child. I had a household. My now ex-husband was leaving me. I was coming to terms with having ADHD and with being polyamorous. 
because my, my ex wanted an open relationship and I realized that, cause it didn't sound bad, but then I realized I just wanted more than that. Like, I don't want just going around and like screwing people. Like I, I want the meaningfulness of it. Like I could actually, as long as I had like one partner that I liked having sex with all the rest of them, I'd be fine with just being around them and doing things with them and like whatever, which is why I like the idea of, you know, kitchen table polyamory. But anyways, I digress. Um, I was having such a fucked up time trying to wrap my mind around all these things that my mind said, nope. Peace out, bitch. I'm done. And uh, you can just do your thing. I'm going to be gone. And I would blink. Like, legitimately blink. And it would be seven hours later. Twelve hours later. Sixteen hours later. Dude. There are... There's about six months worth of time. Some of it, when I knew you, that I do not remember. Mm. And the reason that I don't, I know that I don't remember is because I would get phone calls, text messages from people. Oh my God, I had so much fun. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I'm glad you remembered me. Like, well, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, how could you forget? <laughs> like, that's going to be our favorite story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, I would panic if I woke up 16 hours later, like being functioning, doing like she, she was fully functional, like talking, going to work, like, but she didn't remember any of it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was, I don't know. It, it did worry me. And so I ended up checking myself in, um, to an outpatient program that's here in Pensacola and it helped a lot and it gave me a lot of tools that I, I knew from the past from therapy, but that I had just kind of lost. So it was kind of like riding a bike, um, getting back on it and remembering how to ground yourself correctly, remembering how to like be in the moment and not stress over things that you can't change mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, but then also go back to it later. No, we shove it in a box, we lock it, we put it in the corner, and then we don't look at it anymore. Like, we always, we had analogies and stuff, and we, of course, I always talk about my hotel, and we'll get to that later, the hotel that lives in my head, um, but we also talked about a garden, and how everyone has their own garden, and how you tend your garden, and you get to decide what's in it, so just remember that. Like, yes, you're going to get weeds every once in a while, you can't help it, but you can set boundaries and be like, I'm going to make sure I go in every day and pluck those weeds. Fuck them weeds. Fuck them weeds. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my favorite thing ever is when, um, you told me about the, uh, graveyard that you have in your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Cause it's like, if someone is a jerk or whatever, then like, and she decides like, nope, not going to talk to you anymore. She literally turns them, their name into a graveyard, like a little tombstone emoji. And so the next time they text her, she, it's just a tombstone. <laughs> she has no idea who it is. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite thing ever. I mean, I saw it, I think, on like a TikTok. And I don't go into the like what she did. She had this whole message that she sent afterwards that was just like, you're in the graveyard. you know. But, but I would tell them, oh, I put an emoji for you <laughs> and uh, to so that I knew you were a dick. <laughs> so I don't know who this is. And a lot of times they would apologize or they're just like, you know, you know, 
it's Tim, don't you remember me? No, Tim. No, no, bro. And actually, I dissociated. I don't remember you at all. <laughs> I don't remember the past six months, boo-boo. <laughs> like, did we have fun? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, luckily, because the scariest part, I think, at first was like, thinking like, I, I'm like, I need to go get tested. Am I having sex and not knowing it? Mm, but true. usually people were around me. And so I could get bits and pieces. I never remembered them, but I could get the story. And luckily, even dissociation, Rachel, is not promiscuous. Well, good. So, good job, buddy. Right? <laughs> uh, she loves bathroom friends and makes a lot of them. As well as uh, apparently brunch friends. There were a lot that were like, oh my God, we had so much fun at brunch. <laughs> oh my God. I went to a lot of brunch. I mean, if, if you were going to pick something to do while dissociating, I feel like brunch is a pretty yeah. safe option, you know? Day drinking, apparently with Mimosas. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know. Bacon and mimosas, I'm like, here for good it. Good food. Potatoes. Like, I just wish I could remember the good food. Oh my gosh, I know. Like, you don't even... That sucks so bad. So sad. <laughs> you don't even remember what you ate. And that's like half the fun of like eating it. I think part of it too was like some people I remembered, but I wouldn't remember all my interactions with them. And I think it's because like I liked parts of them. And then when parts that I didn't like showed up, I was just like, turn it off. You know? <laughs> Goodbye. Like like the song in like the Book of Mormon. Like, turn it off. Like a light switch. I remember one time we were out and this guy walked up to you and you're like, he's like, hey girl. How are you? And you're just like looking at him like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and he's like, you remember we were, you know, at that place together. And you were just like. And he literally said, at that place together. And I'm like, what? What place were we at, son? Like, I had no idea <laughs> until. She played said, it real well, though. <laughs> well, he goes, you know, my life fell apart, and I went, oh, we were in crazy camp together. We were in grippy sock vacation. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Still hey, didn't buddy. know his name. <laughs> like, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> we never learned his name. I don't no. Know. I think I followed him on Instagram. I just still don't know who he is. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was real nice. He was cute. I mean, like, he was like... You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he, he's real nice. Like, if you're listening to this, you're a real nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was. I just... But that just goes to show I was still dissociating when I was going to therapy. Because I legit had no idea who the fuck he was. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it on your face, but I did not call you on it. But you played it off really well. I just... I know your face, and you were just like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay, buddy. <laughs> sure anyways okay so we um talked about a lot of different things we had like little bullet points we were gonna go through yeah but like we kind of like it happens like this oh this is the best we're gonna (laughs) close with this okay uh it says what's your biggest struggle my biggest struggle is staying on task yeah it freaking is oh my gosh i can do so many tasks all the time and it being able to stay on task or have someone help me stay on task is, is difficult. It's very difficult and it's frustrating. 
and I understand that, which is why I get anxiety. And I was like, I'm so, I always apologize. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm coming. I know I'm doing this. I know. And um, it, like, gets worse if you rush her. Oh, God. Like, yeah. if you're like, come on, we need to go, we need to go. Like, I've tried that. I'll get paralysis. It gets worse. And like, I'll, I, I'll get stuck into something. So, that being said, thanks for listening to me ramble. Um, hopefully, you resonated with some of it. And hopefully, some of it just, you know, made you laugh. Or you, you know, want to, you're inspired to go and do weird things. Be weird like Rachel. Be weird. Be weird. Go um, take pictures at the park with your, um, with your, I was gonna say charcoal, but I meant, to, I meant to think chalk, but go, you know, blow yeah. bubbles and shit, and hopefully you don't have a mustache and the police <laughs> don't get called. <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for listening. Um, that was Rachel's thing with me being annoying and adding random shit to it. Um, if you liked it, uh, definitely like, follow, share, do all those things. Um, but until next time, where you get to hear our origin story. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right, guys, you be safe. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's so much fuck. I didn't actually realize that we were going to cuss this much in this podcast, but I should have just assumed it. Yeah. Maybe I should warn people, like, hey, we're going to fucking yeah. say fuck a lot. No such thing as bad words. Just bad people, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a laundry list. A laundry list is just, like, a long list of, like, shit you have to do. Um, or, like, a long list of things. And the reason why it's a thing is because when you used to go to the laundromat, you used to have, like, a list of things that you were bringing so they would know what you were bringing and probably what needed to be done to them like this needs to be starched and this uh, (laughs) yeah that makes sense like i've got a cum stain on this jacket can you you iron it out (laughs) or something i don't know i think you would like seam it out (laughs) i don't think that you would iron it out i feel like that would be setting it in fuck them kids Please make the cum stain look like a flower. Please make it into Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) All right.